0: What's going on, family? Make sure you get over to the regular network on YouTube, man. We started a new venture, man. It's a great network. We have great content. Get over, support, subscribe, share, comment, like everything you see, man. What's going on, family? We are back for another episode of Expanding Culture with Kilo. I got a special guest for me today, man. Kwa, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm good what's the word, my boy? How you? I'm cool man i, I figured I figured
0: you'll be the perfect person to have one because you know you, you you do the business thing and we're all about business and especially black men getting into business and doing many different things coming from the type of places we come from. but uh, could you give a brief intro of, of, of who you are, man, for the people?
1: All right well uh basically I'm qua. No, i mean i'm the uh Pretty much the manager of Sue Surf. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with who he is. I mean, co-owner of the, the brand Raw Bunch. I mean, so that's the main thing that a lot of people know me for outside of my uh separate business ventures that I have going on.
0: Yeah. Where are you from?
1: I'm from North, North, North New Jersey.
0: North, New Jersey. It's a rugged place, man.
1: Yeah. It it it's it's whatever you it's 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 predicated on who you are as a person. No, it's a beautiful place for me. It is. But I understand somebody who's not familiar with the upbringing or the urban areas that it might be a little too much for certain people. But if you was born in it and you really from there, mm-hmm. you no, know I mean, it's cool. But
0: like, of course, like the street stuff, but what is it known, what's the city known
1: for? Well, I could, the, the city for me, it, it grew me to be who I am today. Like I'm able to identify a situation before it happens good and bad right. so i'm able to read people i'm able to read environments i'm able to read situations and that's all because of the upbringing of north so i could just, if in translation to the business terms i could understand when a person is just talking and this ain't really about to equate to an actual business transaction it's just it's just talk Right. And I'm able, to weed, I'm, I'm able to weed throughout those different conversations. I know when somebody really means business and when somebody is just bluffing and, and talking to pretend like they're busting a business move and then that all actuality, they're just bluffing. You can also see uh, a situation you, when you get that feeling like, oh, this ain't for me. I need to get up out of here. Even if nothing actually happens, you right. still get that, situ- that, that, that feeling where you're like, uh, this is just not my cup of tea right now. Like, this ain't a place for me to be. And that's all came from growing up in North, when you were able to read and identify all aspects of life, pretty much. Right. Yeah. That um. I never been the. I never been there. I only been in
0: Jersey for Atlantic City, though. You know, tourist tourist stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Of course.
1: That's a, that's a that's a whole different region where I'm in. That's South Jersey. Yeah, South. I'm, in, I'm in the North.
0: Mm-hmm. So pretty much. What what? How old are you?
1: I'm thirty three.
0: Okay, you're two years older than me. How, what got you into rap,
1: though, as a kid, as a young boy? Well, as far as rap music itself, I always listened to to rap. You know what I mean? For the the very the first half of my life, uh, living with my, my parents and shit, I shared the room with my older brother. You know what I mean? So my brother was always into music. You know what I mean? So everything he was listening to, I would pretty much listen to, and I would pretty much grasp uh, my likings and... My, he was pretty much my introduction to music or whatever the case may be because I'm listening to what he's playing in the room. So that's how I got into music as of being entertained by it. But as far as getting into the business, I actually stumbled upon it by meeting Surf. I mean, I didn't grow up with Surf. Oh, so a lot. I know a lot of people think we grew up together and we like was born and raised down and together. Now I met Surf, we was grown when I met Surf. Okay. I was probably... 22, 23, maybe, when I okay. met Sir. I and in so, now. Yeah, so I actually stumbled, I actually stumbled into the music business just by being his friend. You know what I mean
0: Who was He actually had rapper?
1: a manager prior to me.
0: Oh, okay. Who was your favorite rapper growing up? Who'd you into?
1: My favorite rapper growing up probably was. I listened to a lot of Wayne growing up. Yeah. Yeah, Wayne, like the hot boy era. mm mm-hmm. like, I mean, cash money and all that. Like I I I, probably, I, I would probably go with Wayne. Yeah. As I got older and more mature and started doing my own thing, I started gravitating more to people like Hove, Ross, people that talk boss talk and money talk and just being the boss and a businessman. Those my two favorites when it comes to that. Yeah. That's
0: interesting though. You don't really think people from the Northeast would be in the in the Wayne as much to say. I mean, of course, everybody is in the Wayne, but on the level yeah. it's like it yeah, is my favorite rapper growing up, type of thing.
1: No, nah, yeah. I listen, I was a heavy Wayne fan. To this yeah. day, he's still one of my favorites. He just, you now I mean things just started rotating. He rotated on my list a little bit. Of course.
0: Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm shooting this. I do, I live in Atlanta now, but I'm I'm from Ohio. So I was. In the Midwest, we listen to everything, really. So, yeah. Ho, Ho was my favorite, and then Wayne, of course, when he came, that was like a tornado for us, my age, because everybody wanted to be like a hot boy. You want that's why I first started getting my forearm tattoos when I was. Yeah, you know I mean,
1: between Wayne and uh and uh Dipset, oh yeah, they had a strong influence on my childhood. Yeah, they had our whole generation locked up. They had me. They had me. They had me with the the skull belts and.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The true religion genes and all that, like they, they introduced me to fashion respectfully. Yeah.
0: Was you, was you in the battle rap before you met Surf, like as a fan?
1: The crazy part is, before I met Surf, I was actually at an event. I was at a battle rap event. Okay. Now, because I, I had already knew Shug. You know, Shug is from my area, and I actually went to school with Shug. You okay. know what I mean? So, me and For well, people who don't know, me and Schiff was on. Went to school, played ball together. We was on the same basketball team and everything. Okay. Know what I mean, but yeah. So, I actually went to the event, and that's the, the my first event was when the event with uh Surf Battle X Factor. That was the first event I ever went to. Okay, that was, you know a, big, and then I that was a big event. I actually met him personally after that event. So, I went to one event prior to meeting him.
0: Okay, that was a big event. That serving yeah. that's the one where um K shine and calico battled also right right yeah
1: that was,
0: that's like the beginning of all of these dudes becoming like stars
1: for, for sure for sure Man, that's yeah I cool. was there in the beginning of the culture you know what I mean so yeah
0: was you there as a fan or was you there like looking to make some business connections or what no
1: nah, I was there as a fan yeah I honestly I honestly went there to go watch show Oh, you knew so. okay yeah that's so, but I was there? Shug battle that day Shug battle uh and who should battle?
0: Is that the weekend? Suge battle? Uh, rock outside.
1: I can't. I can't remember who was should battle that day. Hmm. But yeah, I know for sure. Should I got like pretty much introduced to the culture via Suge. I don't know should battled on that card, but I watched Suge. Should was one of the first niggas I actually watched though. Okay.
0: Yeah, Suge was. You know, being from the Midwest, we had a little issue with Suge for a while. But, you know, we grown, we older now. Yeah, we older <laughs> now, so, you know, we, we get over it. And he was young, too. We was all...
1: Yeah. You know how that goes. He was just young and full of energy, not not really understanding what's going on around him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, he, you know, people little believed him a little bit, too. So, they like, what's up with this dude? Like, he a street <laughs> yeah. dude. And he talking like, you know, people was on edge a little bit about that. But, you know, Suge a legend now. So what what I was like, from when you first got into it, well, first of all, how long did it take you to get into managing surf by the time you met him? Um,
1: I'd probably say for like the first year or and some change maybe, I was just his mans. I mean, he had a manager. I was just ripping and running with him because uh, he didn't really want to do like little events and shit by himself or whatever the case may be. So I was just kind of there. I wasn't like getting paid like he was barely even getting paid. The money he was getting paid, damn sure wasn't enough to actually stretch. Right. No, I mean when when we first started, so I would just really there as his mans or whatever the case may be. But then things got a little funny with the actual manager, and we felt like he was. How can I word this? Like, granted, he was doing his job. We felt like. Being that we wasn't getting paid that much, he shouldn't have been taking as much as he was. Like, he should have let us eat a little bit more, being that he was already comfortable and we were still trying to figure it out. But in all honesty, he did nothing wrong. No, I mean, we just felt like look us out as your little bros and your, your artists and stuff. Like, let us get the big portion or whatever the case may be, because you already got a crib, you already got a car, you're a grown man, like you fully established already. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, so we felt like he wasn't taking advantage of us, but he wasn't really like showing that he was rocking with us for real. So yeah. it's like we actually parted ways from him. And in the process of us looking for a manager, we just like, yo, in the meantime, I'm going to answer the phone. Know what I mean, I'm going to, I mean, people going to reach out to me for you because we still want you to look like an artist. You can't be answering the phones and stuff yourself. Right. So I was just supposed to be a temp. Know what I mean like I'm just gonna do this until we find somebody else, but then we got the rocket and rolling, and we like man, I, we honestly don't really need nobody. Know what I mean I could do this right here.
0: Was you book smart?
1: Is that is yeah? That I went you to college it? and everything. Okay, yeah. So I he trusted
0: you too then, like
1: that's yeah. What? I ain't just a a, a a regular no nigga or a regular urban nigga. Like I actually went to school and took it serious. Like right. I went to a magnet high school. Right. Then I went to a university. So, I mean, I really like did school for real. And my major was business management and marketing with a, a minor in business uh, and accounting. Yeah. So, that's going to make all of this whole rest of the conversation come together
0: because it's like it, it was destined from way back in the day for you. Yeah.
1: I honestly, to keep it 100 with you, I always knew I was going to do my own thing. I just didn't know what it was going to be. I mean, I never really saw myself as a desk. Guy, like no disrespect to the nine to fives and stuff, because I've had them and tried them and everything, but I just knew that wasn't it for me. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, I'm going to the league. I'm about to be. I'm gonna be an NBA nigga. Right. And then as I got older and started really like, that ain't happening. Right. I had to really figure out how was I about to make a career out of something without working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So this this just fell right in my lap. Like, oh this this is it right here. Cause I knew I was gonna work for myself. Really, I just didn't know exactly how I was how it was gonna happen. And then Surf popped up. So it's like, oh, this is this is the play right here. This is how it this it wrote. This is the universe put me in position to do what I said I was gonna do.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm surprised like when he battled, I don't hear more bars about you <clears throat> because you always there and people can see you, but people yeah. don't don't try to throw you in rounds and all this type of stuff.
1: You, you know what I... Because uh, I've been in a few rounds. Yeah. But you know what I... And I could be completely wrong. Yeah. But you know what I honestly think? I think I'm so chill and I'm so cool. Like, the way I carry myself, the way I present myself to the world, the way I present myself on and off, being seen on stage and stuff. Honestly, it's almost hard to really kind of take a shot at me. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't out here dissing nobody. I ain't out here... Saying I'm somebody I'm not. I'm not out here faking like I'm doing something that I ain't. Like I'm really just a, a regular stand-up solid guy. So if you was to like throw a shot at me, unless you really witty with it, it's not really gonna hit because what could you really say about me? Yeah. I think I never done nothing horny. No, I mean I like
0: you got a hard name to flip too. That that's and a, yeah, and
1: then my name is not yeah. like Chris or something regular, like. Right. My shit don't rhyme with nothing. Right. <laughs> you don't know too many quads. You know like. Mm-hmm.
0: You would have had to. It would have had to been like a crazy flip. Like it. And it. it really. would have had to been torque because torque is good with like making words out of stuff or putting. Well, you not. You didn't even think about it, and he didn't yeah. even do it. So we probably would never hear like a. a I think good...
1: Khan said something about me. John John said something about me. Yeah. Hitman said something. I think about the. Uh, I think Hitman might have some. A couple of people said something, but nothing really like crazy.
0: Yeah, they didn't stick. Like you know, uh, you know all the the rock, the rock bars about his man's bigums and all that. Like you remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. He they, loud. Yeah, niggas
1: don't even come at me like that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's that's good though. You got a hard name to flip, so that's fire. When um, so explain how how y'all because like like I said, I'm I'm around the same age as y'all, and I was a fan way back. And I'm watching the rise of the new guys that came in around 09, 2010, which would be like Surf, Suge, Cal. I'm a Midwestern, Gosh. so all of them guys, right? Yeah. That whole group, but they was all- That class new. is crazy. The class is ridiculously crazy. As never like 96 NBA or like 03 NBA type of, Word. it's a legendary group that came in. And they probably, you could tell that they didn't realize what they was back then. They just was hungry, rapping. They would battle anybody. You know what I'm saying? It was- Bats because they was just slowly building their fan base because there wasn't no real superstar fan bases before them guys. They knew how to feed us as fans. Yeah. But like, what was the journey? Because for a while, like early in surf career, he didn't have the, um, even though he had a lot of fans, he didn't have the reputation as strong as some of the guys who came out super fast, like, uh, like Hitman and just the Midwestern guys, right? It surf was yeah. building... You know what I'm saying? It took a while for him to get to where he had. Yeah, now. They had clubs. to really walk it down. Yeah, they calling them god here now, but it took a while to get there. Like Hitman was Summer Madness headline in 2011, first one, but Surf is that same class, and it took him. So, what's the process like? How was it
1: for y'all? Slow grinding it to now, it's like meteoric. Honestly, that's that's what we used to. That's what we born in. That's not yeah. like a, a no resident, a real nook resident. Uh, tell you you could pick anyone out the bunch you could just really walk in the city and knock on any door and i'm pretty sure they all gonna had a, the same story nothing for us was ever really easy for us like nothing was ever handed to us like we don't have that many people that's walking around here that's like millionaires or a son of a celebrity or i mean you got the 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 shacks like but we don't really count that because we didn't grow up with them like that we don't like they're not really sitting outside right now. Shaq is all the way gone. Granted, he rep the city for sure. But it's like, we don't have too many of those. Like, a uh, Queen Latifah, you see how far she removed? Like, these are older legends. Like, we don't have nobody of our age and our class that we could say we really went to school with or we still see today. Like, we don't have nobody that's, that can actually open a door for us. So, like, we always had to grind and get what we had to get on our own, like we have no outlets where we could like, oh well, let's go act such and such and see if they'll sponsor us or act such and such see if they'll give us this amount of money so we could do this. like we always had to work for everything we got. so that that falls right into play of who he is and who we are just as no residents. like we wouldn't even have one nobody to be like granted new people you know I mean we got the like the Lux signs and stuff like that. But that's still work that he had to put in to get that. Right. Now, I mean, we we wouldn't even want nobody to to uh to brand us without actually showing what we could do first. We don't we don't want to give nobody that kind of control because if you was to say, never mind, he's not cool no more, then what? Right. We want we wanted our work to show for itself anyway. So it's like we definitely I remember when uh surf cracked follow followers on mm-hmm. Twitter and we actually celebrated like yo, that was a, a big thing it is w, we we watched his, his his followers and stuff grow like and it, and it grew so organically that's why we love it so much and that's why his following is so strong because it wasn't somebody saying go follow him right it was him putting in the work and gaining those followers genuinely and organically that's why when he's on twitter or putting midnight madness and things like this together it happens so crazy because he built his following so strong that Long as he don't do nothing to compromise who he is as a person, they're gonna support and rock with whatever he do because we genuinely rock with you like that. Right.
0: What What was the moment when um when y'all realized yo we could spend some of this battle rap fame success and money into other ventures? Like, what was the moment, or like, what year was it? What was going on?
1: Um, honestly, battle rap. we we gonna keep it a hundred, battle rap is is very important to springboard us to where we are today right. because battle rap is what gained a lot of his followers so as he gained the followers he, he uh it was more eyes for him to see that he can actually rap which was his his main goal is to be the, the rapper so if he realized if i have to battle rap in order to get people to realize and the eyes on me to see me actually rap then that's what we are gonna do Hmm. so it's like the battle rap was just the platform to, to bring the eyes to where we are right? Which is, which is where it started and then
0: somewhere along the lines people just was like now I'm just going to battle rap forever and not make music
1: Yeah, but I'm glad he we, we was in a, a tug of war with battle rap and music for a long time where yeah. we felt like excuse me where we felt like battle rap was actually hindering the music because people automatically box him in as a battle rapper, right, so once you had that label over you and that stigma, it was like, "Oh, they don't make real music, right, so we had to work twice as hard to actually prove that he can actually rap and he actually raps better than he battle raps, so it's like it uh it's weird, yeah, so it was a it was a funny little position that we was in for a minute until we actually understood that man. In all actuality, we can't do both if we choose to. Mm-hmm. But if we choose to do both, we got to do them at a high level.
0: And I mean, they already say Surf is definitely the, the battle rap with the best
1: music. They already say that, so. they all already, side, I generally feel like none of them could rap better than Surf.
0: Surf know what he's doing because he, he, like you talked about him growing a fan base, his music matches the part of the battle rap that the fans love the most but it's like the real story type stuff, like that makes sure you kill me. Joint Black Cream is on there, right? Yeah, that's I'm a band, I'm a Benny fan, right? But that's yeah, one I like of Benny the too. best songs that Benny is on, like of any song that he on. period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's uh like I rate I rate albums, and I know y'all in the sports heavy too, so you probably like to yeah. put numbers on stuff just like I do. Like I'm analytical yeah. like that. I rate albums and I give it. I'm saying that this the quality is probably one of the one of the sound quality itself production value and stuff it needs to be there for people to even take it serious as a studio album that sounds like a professional rapper exactly and surf has that so once you got that baseline you just need to feed the fans what they're looking for and I could
1: tell you the turning point on, on on that as far as the actual music side okay the music side the turning point was when we start when when Joe called okay once button once button called yeah. and Surf started rapping with him, That's that was the turning point of Surf really understanding pockets and how to grab mm-hmm. and actually maneuver over a beat and how to structure a song, what it's supposed to sound like from the engineering to the mixing to the quality of, of words that he's gonna put on certain beats and how to jump in and out of different sounds, of the beats and stuff like that. And that was living and working with Joe because we had a whole project Done, ready to be released. We got a call from Joe, pulled up on Joe, hit the studio, and we started listening. And being in that environment, we scrapped that whole project and, and, and threw out a whole different and created a whole different one because the project that we had prior to Joe didn't sound like this. And we we and after being with Joe, we said this is what a project and music is supposed to sound like. And what we had just recorded and that was done and about to be sent to the public didn't sound nothing like what we what we just was a part of. All right. You know what I mean, so it was like from there on, Surf verses got way more crispy. He started being way more efficient with his verses. Like he he it was zero filler in, in his verses ever since then. Like every word mattered to his verses every since d- being around Joe. Yeah.
0: And you could tell. And the way the fans receive it, you could tell too. I mean, he had half a million followers, almost half a million followers on, on IG now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The music is going up. I know people want another project. You know, for so, sure. So that's fire, man. Hey, can you give me an example? Oh, just not a, not an example, but just a just a few. What's some of the business ventures that y'all have going on? Um, I, I know you have Raw Bunch, but is is the ventures under Raw Bunch, or you just have a separate company for each venture you have?
1: I mean, for the most part, Raw Bunch is his own thing. Like okay. it's uh, it's just it's it's him as it's the music. Then we have the merch. And we're about to start introducing our first couple of signees that we're about to uh, put on, on the label, or whatever the case may be. Okay. So Raw Bunch is pretty much the label and the head company of everything that we have going on. Right. You know what I mean, so it's like and then we have we have a, another project that's going to be huge that we're working on, but I can't you know I mean really drop it yet. Right. But we definitely have something that's, that we're working on that we've been working on for the past year and a half. That's finally coming to a head that we're about to uh, hopefully present this year. But you know I mean, I have my own separate ventures that I, that I uh, have going on with my Bellamy brand. You now I mean, I have a, a, a nonprofit called detox the hood. You know I mean, I have a mentoring program where I, you know I mean, give jewels and gems and one-on-ones with, you know I mean, the, uh, my mentees or whatever the case may be. Wow. So we have, a, we got a, a few things going on.
0: Um, I was gonna ask you about the mentorship and detox to hood. I'm I'm heavy into that too. Uh, I got a nonprofit down here in Atlanta called Grow Inc. and that's my whole thing. is about uh, the whole thing really was started because um, I had a little bit of little bit of issues in my background, right? So I was trying to go into the juvenile justice system and volunteer at the jails. You know what I'm saying? But they was mm-hmm. like, you got to be separated from that situation for ten years. So yeah. Pretty much, they've told me no. Right. So I exactly. had to start my it's the own. The political thing. way. Yeah. 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 So I had to start my own thing. And I'm like, I want to, I want to, I want black boys and men to start changing how we see each other. That's the whole purpose of what I'm trying to do. So I
1: want, that's that's what I live off of. That's why every time I post on Instagram and all that stuff is always something uplifting. You yeah. know I mean, and, and all my tweets and stuff, like outside of my, my regular like sports and battle rap talk and all that. I'm yeah. always trying to drop a lower jewel or or some type of motivation and uplifting something, whether it's a tweet, a post, a meme that says something positive like or I try to show me working on my brand and stuff like that to show you don't have to be a millionaire, you don't have to be you don't have to know nobody like you could genuinely build this stuff on your own, and it don't really cost much. All you right. got to do is put the time in right
0: like
1: right. everything I'm doing now is just me getting up off my ass and, and, and getting it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I'm not rich, but I have a lot of things going on that hope hopefully one day will make me rich, right. but everybody get the misconception that you have to have a ton of money before you can start. And that, and that's wrong. Like you can start with, the idea is the money. Right. That's a procrastination thing. People.
0: Cause that then that's, that's a good excuse. That gives you an
1: excuse on why you're not doing something. Exactly.
0: I, I, man, once I get a million dollars, I'm going to start a nonprofit. Everybody with a nonprofit knows you don't need a million dollars to start. It would be nice to have it. If you yeah. could do a lot
1: with it. And the point of a nonprofit need. is ultimately you want to use the state's money. Exactly. Grants, donations. Yeah, you want grants and loans.
0: Money from from other uh, corporations. Donor and yeah.
1: investors. Like you don't want to use your own money. You want to, I mean, it's good to have. So, people could see that you also invested because it helps them feel more comfortable investing. But if you have a good idea, the idea sells itself. So, you honestly don't need a ton of cash to start with.
0: Yeah. You really just need to start working. That's when people put their money That's it. Once they see you doing something, that's when they put their money up.
1: And that's what, and I, I ain't even gonna lie, I had to learn that myself because I used to be one of those people that when I get X amount of dollars, I'm gonna do. Right. But then I talked to one of my old heads out here who I've seen put the work in, he said, for one, you wanna have the idea already laid out before the money comes. So once the money comes, all you gotta do is press the button. You don't wanna get the money and then start the process. right? Because then once you get the money, what if the process takes two years from Mm -hmm. the time that you start? You think you're gonna still have that money in two years?
0: exactly.
1: So you so, want to have the play already laid out, so when that money do come, it ain't nothing to do but to press the button to get it going. Right.
0: What's detox the
1: hood about? Detox the hood is pretty much cleaning up the neighborhoods, up up um uplifting people, giving people something to be proud of and something to do. So ultimately, what I have been doing, and that was a torn between actually putting footage out and not and just doing it in a genuine sense even though I still wanna start putting footage out just to motivate and have other people feel like like they could participate, even if it's in their state, respective states or whatever the case may be. But like, we doing uh, book bag giveaways during school. We doing, uh, we feeding the homeless. We put, we doing, uh, what you call it? Like um, the necessity bags of like um, healthcare, not healthcare, like the insurance, but like deodorant, pads, you know what I mean, socks, mouthwash, things like that, like the, the day-to-day necessity that one would need, you know what I mean, to make their lives a little simpler. We're handing out comforters, we're handing out socks and gloves and hats, you know what I mean, just really trying to uh, clean up and make the, the the area better. We're doing street cleaning where we're cleaning up neighborhoods and picking up garbage and stuff like that. You know what I mean, what I want to do this year, I want to introduce a, 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 a scholarship I mean, so I want us to figure out how I could get that going and figure out how or who will qualify for these scholarships. And I want to also get other people to donate to it or put up to it so we could have more than, you know, I mean, a handful. We want to try to get as many as possible to help the uh, the kids in need, you know, what I mean, get what they need to flourish more in school. Yeah, that's fire.
0: That's something I struggle with too. I'm not going to lie. I guess people that's from a certain like ilk we don't really want to put cameras on people in need and we don't want to show yeah. certain things. But I, I realized because when I, I feed the homeless and stuff, right, I'll probably do uh, two videos a year because I'm like, you still got to promote it because your 501, you're, your nonprofit is still a business and you still need people to see what you're doing. As much as we don't, what I do is I'll, I'll show myself preparing the food and then I'll show what the food is like when it's laid out. But I don't really put the people on the camera you know, I'll just put just show what I did. On I'm gonna start doing that. I'm
1: gonna take that method too. Yeah, because I I feel
0: some type of way too about putting cameras in somebody's face. That's, you know my face. Yes, I mean I'm they gonna just start, to I'm start
1: doing that too. Like, uh, cause this year I want to do a hundred of everything. Like mm-hmm. that's my minimum. So let's just say next school year, whatever the case may be, I want to do a hundred book bag giveaways. Let's just say, even though I don't celebrate Christmas for Christmas, I want to do at least. A, a, 100 gifts, I uh, mean, for 100 kids or whatever the case may be. I want to feed, I want to do 100 uh, bags of the essential needs as far as to deodorants and the wash rags and socks and all that. I want to do 100 of those. I want to do 100 turkeys or 100 dinners for Thanksgiving. Like 100 is my my minimum number for everything that I do this year. I mean, so I, and I want to get people to Either donate or help out. So if we could get more than a hundred, that's that's clean. But with or without help, I want to do a hundred. That's my that's my number for this year. I like that. I didn't even think about
0: that to like put a put a number. Just try to hit that. But I I like that. I might have to take that idea too. So you said you grew up a hooper, right? Said what? You grew up a hooper. Yeah, you grew up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like how? Ball was life at one point. Yeah what what made you say like let's start a league though trenches basketball league
1: honestly because we 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 ball like to this day like if i if i find time i'm i feel like i'm a ball to like i'm physically unable to because ball was always my safe haven no matter what i was going through or no matter what was happening from whatever time i'm playing ball to the time i stopped ball was all i thought about you know what i mean i wasn't like I could have had just had a fight. I could have just lost somebody. I could have, I mean, anything could have happened. But the moment I started playing, the moment I stepped on that court, all that was at least temporarily off my mind. So it's like, we ball all the time. And where we from, ball is the number one thing for everybody anyway. So it's like, we gonna do this anyway. Why not make it something? Because now, like me today, I I, I think business with any and everything, even down to, a, a personal, a relationship. My relationship is a business. Like you not being conducive to what I have going on was a bad business deal. I mean, but if I find a girl that's supporting me, that's going, ask me what could she do to help or whatever the case may be, or actually is helping me or you know I mean, That was a, a good business transaction. That was a good business deal. So I, lo- I look at everything as good business or bad business. We all play basketball. How could we make this a good business transaction? So now it's like, all right, those who still hoop and wanna hoop, what could we do to make this beneficial to you? Like, all right, how can we make this to whereas you could get a couple of dollars off it and actually pay a bill with it? Mm -hmm. So let's actually create our own league, which we seen Ice Cube do with the three-on-threes. Why can't we do it with a one-on-one? He right. just he got that league on ESPN and, and turned it into a certified league. Why can't we make enough of a ripple and in, in, in this and do the same thing and eventually maybe ESPN or somebody will call us and and we be the one-on-one league. So now we got a one-on-one league, a three-on-three league, and then you actually have the the five-on-five leagues. So like that's how I looked at it, and I figured why not be the innovators of something like that. Ice Cube come from the same upbringing as we did.
0: That's fire, cause. Not when you say that. Let's just put it in the air, because ESPN. I know y'all watching, man. Let's get the trenches basketball league official film distribution on ESPN or one of y'all networks. You know, we could start it off ESPN, U, ESPN Plus, something. You well, know, well, FS One, one of them. One of them. We. You, that's a start. You know, because remember, and one used to be on ESPN 2 but that was like the biggest. Exactly. One of the biggest like, all like all of
1: these little streetball leagues actually got picked up and became a big deal. Why can't one-on-one basketball do that? And it's so intense, and it's yeah. so like it gives you that real. The same way I like surfed on with the Midnight Madness is kind of bringing that old feel of battle rap. Everybody who really hooped from the NBA down was a once a one-on-one street player and playing hoops outside one-on-one with the shit talking and and the and all me all that that comes with basketball. That's where basketball comes from.
0: Right. It's great. like we know battle rap is big and you're trying to help battle rap get bigger, but basketball is on the
1: moon already. They so already have the biggest following you could possibly have.
0: Globally too, they want to watch one-on-one everywhere, not even just here. For like sure.
1: In the hood, they want For sure, even that's the whole who point move. of overseas basketball. Basketball is literally everywhere in the country. Yeah, everywhere in the world. Yeah. In real
0: life. That's hard, man. Then y'all, I see like, so. I'm just scrolling one day, and I see Surf Page or whatever, and I'm like, this, like, this look like a Foot Locker commercial.
1: <laughs> you see, they start to tap, they slowly tapping in. We just okay. gotta keep our foot on a pedal and state, I mean, make sure our structure and everything is right.
0: So how y'all make this House of Hoops uh, situation come together?
1: Them actually reaching out because they seen what we had going on. They seen mm-hmm. and, and, and the, tr- the, uh, the traction that we was getting on social media and everything, so they, they reached out asking, what we had going on once we explained it to them. They asked, how can they be a part of it? No, I mean, we came up with a situation as far as um, the sneaker the sneaker situation with them. They said, we gonna come out and shoot. We wanna shoot one of y'all events. So they bought their camera crew. No, I mean, they bought some sneakers and everything out for us to play in. No, I mean, and they hosted one of our events or whatever the case may be. And that's really how it started. So, and that's how we hoping it, it continues to grow. So if, if House of Hoops and Nike, already got a wind of us and so we was got going on and they wanted to be a part of it at some point other people are going to come yeah the closest you could get to the nba is nike word so if nike think it's something we know we got some we just got to make sure we stay on top of it and make sure the business aspect is right make sure these games is of uh, is of high quality content we don't want to just put any joe Smo know what I mean, out there. We want people that really actually hoop. Yeah. Know what I mean? It's for everybody. Just make sure you actually hoop at one point. Like, we're not just putting you out there for the sake of putting you out there.
0: Yeah. I think the best part, because we all love hoop, we all love the business side, everything. The best part of the whole thing is y'all smart from day one, the footage was, was immaculate. It yeah, looked like true. a movie when you watch it. I'm, I wish I could be there, but I'm just looking at it on the internet. I'm like, this look like a movie for real.
1: No, that shit. It, it get intense, man. We be having people on gates, standing on cars. Yeah. You know I mean, we really be filling up them playgrounds when we when we say we go when we announce a trenches event. Oh, people are scheduling their days and their weekends around these events. Like these ain't just eight, nine, ten people coming. It's literally four, five hundred people. Right. There, like to the point where people can't even see the game. They so far back.
0: Is um is Twiz doing y'all filming?
1: Yeah. Legend. You know, Twiz a wizard with that camera. That's a legend right there.
0: He is he from Newark too?
1: He from Jersey. You know I mean? Jersey, okay.
0: Yeah. Is he um did, did any of y'all grow up with him or anything like that?
1: Nah, nobody actually grew up with him, but Surf knew him for a while. Like I met I met Twiz through Surf. You know what I mean, okay. so they they was already uh you know shooting like little freestyle clips and all that before okay. the um when battle rap was first really starting. And the 400 block with Suge and JI e. and all them, you know what I mean? So Twiz is really the cameraman for all that, and that's how they really got uh, linked together. Mm-hmm. I don't know who actually met who, I, like I can't really say how that actually went, but I know Surf knew him for a while, and I met Twiz via Surf. Okay,
0: yeah, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to link with him too, man, because I mean, first of all, he's like a pioneer in all of battle rap because sure. of what he did with that camera. But I'm seeing that he bringing it to that basketball, uh, the trenches basketball league, and I'm like, that's gonna give y'all a leg up because there's a lot of street ball leagues out there, but they don't look like movies
1: though. Yeah, so, you know, we we uh, ball is life. done tapped in with us and covered one of our events and everything.
0: Yeah, that footage is immaculate. All right, so what's what's the goal for um, what's the goal for Raw Bunch, and because I know you just said y'all had some signees coming up.
1: Yeah. So uh, what's the ultimate goal for it? The the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to get the upcoming artists that we have that we're about to announce as our signees to get to where surf is today. That's our goal. So if we could get them to where surf is today, that means we don't even know where surf is at this point. Because by the time we get y'all to where surf is, surf should be no, it's, it's really no ceiling to where surf will be by the time we get our, our next artist to where surf is. No, I mean, so we just want to be more in a position of actually putting on at this point. Like, we we comfortable, but we just want to be able to say we are millionaires and we create creating the next ones in line. Like, that's our goal to create other people and change other people's situations that look like us. Because, like I was saying earlier, we didn't have the plugs coming up. We want to be those plugs and outlets for our city and pretty much for the state as a whole. No, I mean we want to be the ones that come change the landscape around here. Yeah, no. I mean? so, so that's y- that's pretty much the ultimate goal. Is we damn didn't want a statue out here? Y'all already y'all already on your way. I was at um, I don't know if you're familiar with
0: Earn Your Leisure, the podcast. Uh, Group. Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. I was um, at the Invest Fest with my um, one of the business I'm involved with, right? And I met a girl. She was from Newark, and she was like, "Yeah, her her daughter's probably like nine years old." She was like, "Her daughter's just so excited because she found out Sue Servers, her cousin. Like, he's a star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all building something serious over here, and I respect what's what going on. I super respect what's going on. Uh, so, you talked about getting the podcasting. You thinking about it, you seriously think about it or what?
1: No, I'm seriously thinking about it. Like, soon, Danny. like this, I told myself going into, well, like going into this year of 2022, everything that pops in my head that I say I want to do, I'm giving it a try, like I'm not holding back no more. Some things going to hit, some not going to hit. But at the end of the day, I want to say, I tried damn everything that popped into my head. I'm throwing everything out to the public. I mean, I'm not holding none of my ideas back anymore. I'm not giving myself a reason to not do anything Mm. that I said I wanted to do. Everything that I set out to do, or wanted to do, or was slightly interested in, I'm going to see if it's something that I really want to do, or if it was just something I wanted to get off my bucket list. But I honestly want to, I mean, put the time in to do a podcast because I feel like, and and it's because, and it wasn't even my original idea. It's because of all the people that DMs me, that text me, I mean, that reach out to me saying, "Yo." Do really motivate me? I mean, to do this or do that, you should do this. You should do a podcast. Like a lot of people tell me, I should do a podcast because of the the way I talk to people and how I give them motivation or how I get them some type of gem or jewel that they could take with them. I mean, so it's like, for people value my opinion on certain topics, and and I just want to put that out there. And I feel like I could talk about a wide range of things. Like I'm not just battle rap. I could talk about battle rap at uh, I could talk about battle rap intelligently. I could talk about rap music intelligently. I could talk about sports intelligently. I could talk about life intelligently. I could talk about entrepreneur. Me. I could talk about being an entrepreneur intelligently. So it's like I can cover a lot of ground and help a lot of people by just putting the, the information out there that i that I've learned and, and that I'm still learning that other people are not privy to because I actually read books and everything, I read daily. So it's like, I can give people the information that I'm learning to get to where I'm at and will continue to go if I just find a way to put it out there to the masses. And I feel like the podcast space is the most popular way to reach the masses at this point. Yeah,
0: that's real. If you, if um, let's say somebody is brand new, right? And they thinking, all right, I want to be a battle rapper. What, what should they be looking to do to set to make sure their career is starting off the right way? We talking about career management, not just writing bars, but, you know, what should they have around them? What should they be thinking about? What path, That's, what um, opportunities should they be looking at?
1: I'm a, and, and this is this is general for whether you want to be a battle rapper, a rapper, uh, an entrepreneur It's all kind of the same thing. What you need is an actual plan. And what you need to do is bet on yourself. I, and that sounds like some cliche shit, but it's it's really true. Like you have to come in with a brand already, whether it's only two, whether it's only you and your sister who know about it. Have something that you can point to. You now, I mean like the way me, like for me and Surf, like the way we talk about things is like, I right, the first we gonna start off on our block. So before Raw Bunch started reaching the masses. I had to make sure the people on my block wore Raw Bunch t-shirts. I had to make sure the people from his area wore Raw Bunch t-shirts. So now it's like, I, right, once we say we Raw Bunch, we have to show it. It can't just be me and you, unless that's how you want to approach it. So now when we do turn the camera on and you already see, let's say I got 30 people from my block, he got 30 people from his block and, it's, and it's all wearing Raw Bunch t-shirts, it looks like a movement already. It looks like it's already up and running. So me as the outside consumer, once I see it and I see, damn, it's a hundred people in that video wearing the same thing. Am I late to the party? Right. So it's like, you damn, it, kind of got to finesse your way in there. You got to act, you got to pretend that you already got something moving before, before it's even actually that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, if you can't even convince your best friend or your sister or your brother or people you went to school with to rep it, it's going to be tough for you to get somebody from the opposite coast of you to rep it or understand what you got going on. So it's like, as a battle rapper, you got to come in already knowing how to rap. You got to come in already with a handful of people that's pushing you. So they promote into their group, you promote to your group. So when somebody like a surf who got a Midnight Madness look at you and you say, I want to battle. And he say, who are you? You could show, look, I got this amount of retweets from X, Y, and Z. I got these people pushing and and vouching for me. I could have, I mean, and you got to be able to say, everybody tweet surf, tell them I should be on Midnight Madness. You should better get at least a handful of tweets. Like everything is about traction. Mm -hmm. And that was the same way with how House of Hoops and all that came to trenches we was trenches 10 15 events in prior to them hitting us they had to see the traction they had to see that it makes sense are other people buying into this is it worth my attention they have to see that first so before you before you can actually I mean, jump into the game people have to see what they're investing into that's just like going into the bank asking for a loan without no business plan like i need to see something i need to see something on paper Hmm. I mean, so it's like you just gotta show that you have something going on. That's good advice, man. Um,
0: you 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 gave me a good solid, good solid forty-five. So I ain't gonna hold you no more. But where can, where can people find you? Do you even want more people following you, or how you how you how you want
1: to sell My Instagram is qua.bellamy dot So that's q u a dot b e l l a m y. My Twitter is still at Quimania, Q U A M A N I A. You know what I mean? So, those are my two uh, main social media handles. You can also follow my uh, Bellamy brand. You know what I mean? Wear Bellamy brand on Instagram. Whatever the case may be, you can follow, go ahead and follow Sue Surf, whoever ain't following him already, T S U underscore S U R F. You know what I mean? So, that's pretty much it. I only have those two main handles, social media wise, Instagram and Twitter.
0: Okay, that's fire. All right, family, I appreciate you for coming on with me, man. Um, Y'all keep on killing the game. I'm definitely watching close, supporting, you know, from afar and up close. I think I'm going to take your idea with the 100, 100, 100 situation. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, I'm going to steal
1: your idea too, man. I'm going to start uh, recording the the pre-games of all my donations and stuff, but I I ain't going to put none of the actual people on camera. Word. So like the meal preps and the book bags and all that stuff, I'm a, I'm gonna film all that, but I ain't gonna film the actual people.
0: Word. All right, man, I appreciate it, man.
1: I appreciate you have for having me. All right, peace. Uh,